Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of season two. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. However, I just want to say thank you before we get started. I know that it's been a little bit chaotic in terms of like when I post and you know, I've been sharing all my feelings and experiences on Instagram with you guys. I feel much more aligned with what I want this space to be. And I just feel very inspired. I have so many people that I want you guys to meet, so many ideas, and I just feel excited again about it. And I'm just very grateful. I'm also grateful for our fancy new editor, Avery. She is the best. And we actually haven't even met in person. We're just internet friends, but she just decided to take on this project and she was she just jumped right into it with almost no direction she just did everything i wanted her to do so if you're wondering why last episode was so fancy that's all thanks to miss avery yeah she for some reason knows how to put up with my chaotic brain and <laughs> i just feel very grateful so thank you so much avery I also just want to introduce this guest. So for this episode, I had Sasha McMillan come on and we talked about the very hard subject of grief and loss, what her experience has been like. For those of you that know from the very beginning, I've always talked about Lee and how much she's been an inspiration for this podcast and why I started it. And so Sasha is her sister and Sasha and I have been able to connect through the store at Blueberry Moon. She has just been such a ball of sunshine. I absolutely love and adore her. I consider her my friend and it was really cool for me to be able to record this episode because it just kind of felt like a full circle moment. Lee is so a part of Sasha and Sasha is so a part of Lee. They just kind of feel like one in the same. Almost in a way like this episode just kind of brought me a lot of peace about the passing of Lee and it was really nice to be able to to hear Sasha speak about her and share her experiences. I value our connection so much. So thank you, Sasha. I really appreciate you. I know that this conversation was hard, but very much needed. And I hope that people can take something from it. Anyways, let's get into it. Hi, Sasha. Hi, Maddie. How are you? <laughs> Good. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so I'm, excited. I'm so excited. This Long time is... listener, first time <laughs> talker. <laughs> first time talker. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like this is a really special episode and probably going to be an emotional one, but that's fine. It's that's... okay. We love a good cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Let's talk a little bit about our connection. I know that I've shared it before. Well, I think I actually shared it in the first in the first episode. With Bray. So we connected through Lee, obviously. I was super inspired to start this podcast because of Lee, which is really kind of just like a full circle moment for me to be like sitting here with you recording an episode. But we connected in that way and through Blueberry Moon, mm -hmm. which is where I work now. Yeah, it's just been like super special. We just like have been able to connect every so often with each other and it's just been really nice. Mm -hmm. It's been really awesome. It's funny too how <clears throat> you don't always notice things coming and going in the relations because I didn't realize I was the very first person to tell you about Heather and Blueberry Moon. Mm -hmm. And then now, obviously, like there's nothing more I love than coming to visit you both. And Aww. it's so cool to see what's come from that. But it's also nice yeah. to show like what communities created here. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm happy it's led Aww. to this. Yeah, it's really crazy for me to think about. Obviously, like knowing 
like Lee previous to you. It's been so comforting and nice in a way to get to know you because there's so much of Lee like in you and so many good parts of you that I just love you. And I'm just like so excited (laughs) that we can connect with each other and just like, I don't know. I'm so happy to be here. It's been really, yeah, obviously through a lot of turns in life, it's not the way you'd want to meet, but I think something special has really happened. So yeah, Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And Sasha and I do the mental health huddle together at the store. And that's been really cool to be a part of and have a sense of community and just, it's been really nice. And I almost want to say like, it's been healing for me too, because Mm -hmm. although like I'm not experiencing what everyone else is that comes here, like it's just like established for me how important community is and like leaning on your people so I'm just really glad that we can do that together it's so nice you don't expect it to be so healing for yourself when you're putting it on but I think that's a Mm -hmm. big part in healing is trying to help others if you can yeah yeah so we are talking about the hard subject of grief (laughs) (laughs) all the deep stuff it's like a deep and meaningful yeah yeah Yeah, it's tough. Like, I I don't even think I know how to start the conversation. I feel like it's just, it's hard. And I also feel like I'm a very open person and I share a lot about my emotion, but it's just for some reason, one of those subjects that you just like don't, you sometimes you just don't know how to bring it up. You don't know how to talk about it. So mm-hmm. I think that's just like kind of the purpose of this is to just have an open conversation and be vulnerable with it because people do need to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. And I wish that people could be a little bit more comfortable with it. But I think that's genuinely the best introduction because it's so confusing yeah (laughs) we're equally confused (laughs) even though obviously having now experienced it obviously many people have different ways but I think going through it is sort of what just talking about it is welcome because I'm now on a journey where my sister Lee passed away last March and I mean today we're at early March so Mm -hmm. it's been a really interesting perspective to now go through a year of this and this year has now been the longest year of my life and probably also the shortest year of my life and I think there's so many parts of it that I've learned about myself and about others and our society that I just didn't expect so yeah, I think just sort of sharing it a little bit. I did find some grief resources really helpful in the beginning. Mm. And then others I found very sugar coated in a way yeah. that really doesn't help <laughs> at the time, depending what you're feeling. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a journey. And it's one of those things that I don't know why our society <clears throat> just doesn't understand. But it's kind of one of those like you don't get the the key to it until you're in the midst of it. And it's mm-hmm. just like, why is it like that? Like, yeah. why do we not get the full insight to what it's like to experience something like this because for you Mm -hmm. like this is the most significant loss you've ever had so it's like I mean I know you can't prepare for everything in life but like holy shit man like life is life and like people do die sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate to even say that but like why are we not preparing ourselves (laughs) like why do we not know you know what I mean like it's just crazy to me and it's so interesting too because I think it's maybe Growing up, I used to actually think to myself, which now feels kind of crazy, but I used to think like, I'm so lucky. Mm. No one I know has really passed away. We've really had, like, I've been so privileged in life. Like, you know, Mm. how have I gotten so lucky sort of going this far and not having anything happen? Mm. And then for essentially the worst thing in my world that could happen come to a head is sort of, there is no way to prepare for it. But at the same time, I think anything I've ever known about grief in the past is like maybe a grandparent passes away, which you're very sad about. But we also haven't really been touched by things like cancer, which so many mm-hmm. people are touched about. But I think what I've observed from that, our loss this year and other losses similar to that is that I think what 
does get you through is like community the same way Mm -hmm. because someone did tell me that really early on and said like welcome to the worst club that you don't want to be in but Mm -hmm. it's going to be one of the most powerful clubs you're in and that's Mm -hmm. just someone who's experienced grief as well and even now I do find it even some of my closest friends, like I have genuinely an incredible support network, but some people, even some of the closest to me don't know how to bring it up and they don't know Mm -hmm. how it's going to go. And I think that's the oddest thing about grief is that one day I could be like so upset that someone maybe wouldn't mention Lee's name. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, if they did, I would be in a pool of tears and Mm -hmm. be annoyed that they would bring it up. So why can't you read my emotions? (laughs) And so much of our society is that I'm fine, right? Like Mm -hmm. I have little daydreams sometimes of either a work interaction or sort of like a very trivial interaction and someone's like, oh, how are you doing? And all I can picture in my head is I'm like, well, I'm not fucking doing well. My sister just died. died. Yeah. And it's like, why do you also think I would be doing well? More in relationships that are maybe a bit closer to me. But I also understand, I think one of the most powerful things I have read this year, actually one of Lee's sort of like wisdom books, The Four Agreements. And just one of them in there is sort of like just says, don't take anything personally, which of course is very difficult to do for any thing but anyone trying to help you through grief is really Mm -hmm. trying to do it the best way that they think and someone can know you very very well but it's such an intimate personal journey that it's you don't know that's the way I've learned this year is you don't know how you'll react until you're in it and I think something just to go off of that what I've learned is that people respond to grief in ways that they have previously grieved Mm -hmm. like if they have lost someone and they were sad about it for three seconds and then they moved on and moved forward and they never wanted to talk about it again, they're probably not going to be the person to bring it up with you or like have that open conversation. So Mm -hmm. I've like come to realize that because I've had moments where I'm like resentful towards people that maybe aren't bringing it up in the way that I want them to. But yeah, like people just, the way that they support you is just a direct reflection of how they've experienced it. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think, obviously, many days are worse than others, and some days are better than others. And then you go through a range of emotions as well, I think, with grief, is that a lot of people, I think, I mean, when this happened to myself and my family, and I mean, Lee's network's so big, like, I understand that it affected a lot of people as well. And that was actually an interesting thing to experience, too, because, I mean, I remember when Anthony Bourdain died and mm-hmm. he died by suicide mm-hmm. as well and I was living in my parents basement and I saw it on the news and I bawled my eyes out hysterically and like came upstairs and was like actually hysterical mm-hmm. and my mom just couldn't understand why I was so upset by someone I'd never met but mm-hmm. I think you can feel so connected to someone for what you admire in them or what you see in them and I see yeah. that a lot in Lee so I think when this happened obviously collectively in COVID it was a very odd time to grieve because mm-hmm. We had lots of time to think about it and be with it, which was beneficial in the sense that I didn't have a job at the time. I was just freelancing, so I didn't have to take any time off of work. But then I do think if I was working, like my current job is three days bereavement, which like I don't think I stopped feeling numb for six months, yeah. <laughs> which is really hard to just kind of keep trucking on for people. Mm-hmm. It, it seems very odd to just need to get back to the daily grind when you've lost one of the most important things in your life and you're and you're expected to continue yeah like going going back to this was one of my questions for you like specifically in your grief 
I feel like is very specific because Lee, she was a special person that had a lot of people that loved her and she was like super public with her life. So I'm just like, maybe this isn't going to help everyone, but I do feel like it's like such a specific experience for you guys because you have like all the time, just like so many people giving their opinions, people talking about assumptions, people that have never met her that you know, maybe are implying that they're grieving the same way you are. And it's like, I can imagine that that must feel really difficult when like she's your sister and you grew up with her. And then you have like random strangers on the internet thinking that Mm -hmm. they were, she was their sister too. And like, you know what I mean? Like how, like, how have you guys dealt with that? Because I feel like that is, that is so hard. Like how have Mm -hmm. you and your family dealt with that? Yeah, it was a couple different sort of points to that, I guess, is obviously it was a very interesting experience to go through because I think not even our family really understood Lee's reach most of the time. Like we're obviously really supportive and our family is so close and open and there's just lots of factors to it of like her not being uh, with us. She's in California. We just didn't, we didn't know her partner. We didn't know really how bad things were. So when things sort of got out, it's almost as if we were learning about some things the same Mm. time as the public. And then Publicly grieving is absolutely the oddest thing I've ever been through because, again, like I had this one experience, yeah, with Anthony Bourdain and then, but at the same time, like this is my little sister and we were also, Lee's also one of my best friends. So it was just very interesting to see public reaction to it because Mm -hmm. Lee was also a victim of cyberbullying and there were equally as many comments about having opinions, like you said, Mm -hmm. or sort of going through it. And myself my and my parents and some of Lee's closest friends, like everyone's so individual. Like I know for our family, we just had to, I think at the beginning, it was very comforting to have such outpouring and outreach because it really did feel like a bit of a community. You're in the same position. And then quickly, I sort of went into a spot where I did feel very almost questioning my relationship to Lee because Mm. sort of random strangers were like, we're best friends. And I mean, Lee and I were was like, I've never heard of you. So (laughs) I don't know. And like, by no means am I, Mm -hmm. of course, the gatekeeper by anything. No, no, but that's weird. It was was interesting. And to be honest, one of the most comforting things I found were, and by no means am I saying Lee's on the same scale, but I did see in... Prince Harry of the documentary, The Me You Can't See. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine what he would have gone through with his mother being Princess Diana passing away. Like we had such a speck of a comparison. It was horrible, honestly, because it's just for so many people to be just as upset as you is really confusing. Yeah. First of all, love that. Yeah. Is it a documentary? I think or docuseries. Yeah. Yeah. I freaking loved that and that was the first time I heard of EMDR therapy absolutely loved it but that was one thing he said he was like to me she was like this grand person but like she was just my mom and like he was saying that he became very resentful towards the public for grieving her as if she was just as important to them as she was to him and it's just really weird like I can only imagine that it's just this really weird feeling of like you don't want to like say well this grief is like mine but mm-hmm. like it is mm-hmm. and it's just weird to have to share that with so many people mm-hmm. that you especially don't even know it is amazing the sort of one thing off the bat is the stages of grief we learned mm-hmm. very quickly are absolute bullshit yeah. <laughs> they just don't i remember at first just really having never had an experience with this i remember googling it and being like okay great so check 
one. We're on two, two, I guess. But step three. Yeah, step three. And then and then you're done and you're absolved of all guilt and no grief, no more tears for you. Which, yeah, we've learned is absolutely not true. You could have every stage of grief in one minute. I have nights still. Like I woke up at 5 p.m. the other day and I was just angry. I was angry at people I yeah. think that didn't put her needs first or et cetera. And it's like, that's something now I'm trying to work through. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the most helpful things, I think in the stages is at the very beginning, the outpouring was was very comforting and community. And it was just, you're just in absolute shock, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just to be acknowledged as well, like obviously out of order death is interesting. And also death by suicide and grieving a suicide is, is really difficult because mm -hmm. I have feelings of anger or mm -hmm. feelings of extreme guilt when, you know, you just think of all the what ifs. And I think someone maybe who is, I can only imagine people who are in this things like maybe a car accident, like anything that's immediate is really shocking. But again, mm -hmm. it's just, there's just an element with suicide that's really difficult that, especially when it's Lee, because it's just not I've learned this year also the reach of mental health and really mm -hmm. the how dark it can get for someone and that it's definitely not anyone's ever fault and nothing mm -hmm. you should ever be ashamed of because I know for sure that if Lee could have willed herself out of it, she obviously would have, mm -hmm. but it's so much more than that. So that's yeah. a little tangent. I hope people sort of no, understand more. But no. I would just want to say too, like being on the other side of it, and I what I mean by that is like I have been suicidal. Mm -hmm. It's such a complicated feeling, but I will say that like when I was in that mind frame, it's like definitely not what people think that it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's, you're right. Like if people could pull themselves out of that and had the willpower to, they definitely would. But I think something that like, and I don't really know how to word it, but when I look back on that time, like I don't think I even comprehended or even knew how, what am I trying to say? I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> All good. This happens. Not obviously to speak for you or for Lee, but I think mm -hmm. it's so far beyond your thought process is Maddie, you know, yeah. that it's not even necessarily something you're deciding to be in a frame of mind that that's a solution, right? Yeah. Like, I think what I'm trying to say is like, and maybe this is like, I'm now I'm going off on a tangent, <laughs> but like, I just know for a fact being on the other side of it that like, in no way was I ever at a stage where I was like, okay, like I want to end my life mm -hmm. and I don't care what the consequences are for other people in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not that I thought about like what people would go through or what I would, what they would experience and I didn't care. It was just that like, it actually just wasn't even a thought, which I think is again like it kind of goes into when people say like suicide is selfish because like how could you not think of like your friends and your family and all the people that are going to grieve the loss of you but it's like that was never even and maybe some people would think that it's like fucked up that i didn't think this but like i wasn't thinking about those people so it's mm -hmm. not that i had the thought and i was okay and i i accepted it mm -hmm. it's just that it was never there so coming back to that i think because of that complication, when you grieve someone that has passed from suicide, it is the most devastating and complicated kind of grief because things like that, where it's like, mm. if you haven't experienced it before, it's like, okay, like, what did I do wrong? Like, what did, what could I have done? What could I have said? Like, why weren't they thinking of me? And like, you know, like, it's mm. really, it is all kinds of grief are extremely devastating but this kind of grief in particular is just mm -hmm. the fucking worst 
I think all grief and obviously in my experience as well is you're just thinking about what in life has led you to this point. And then also just understanding that in a split moment, your life has changed forever. Mm -hmm. And that could be for anyone. It could be any relation to you. But I still find it a really wild concept that you can just be there and then mm-hmm. gone because <laughs> I just never really thought about it a lot. Like our society, we don't. And then actually a book I picked up at the store here as well, um, From Here to Eternity, mm-hmm. it's incredible and written by a mortician about different cultures that do actually celebrate death and yeah. understand that once your loved one is passed that you can still essentially celebrate them and talk about them and not be ashamed about it. And mm-hmm. I just find that with death by suicide, I think like I'm so proud of my family and myself. Like we said early on, like we do want to talk about Lee because yeah. her story is so much more than this that I think and I know obviously like Lee's wish would be to help as many people as she can and she did that actively so Mm -hmm. I think that's where the community part I guess to bring it back to the beginning too Mm -hmm. at the beginning was Mm -hmm. so incredible it was such an outreach and it was very comforting and then moving I suppose through my own realization of grief maybe three four months in I just was so confused with that idea of community where some of these followers followed me and I removed like a, most of them. And I yeah. just felt really weird because then I just felt this craving to go back to my real life and my real life where my sister was missing. And I think as people start to move on later in grief, that's quite difficult as well because it's just sort of you're very fixated on how your life's changed and you're trying to sort of go through, but it feels like you're swimming the opposite way <laughs> in the water and you're just trying to make it a couple inches. But and I think with grieving as well as it's also is interesting with your relationships because I'm very open and I love to overshare and I really appreciate (laughs) like my friends and family who have been more than supportive with me. And I guess with like two parts of that is my family, like my parents were very close unit. So my sister and I, my mom and my dad, and we really are an incredible family. But to watch three people have gone through the same experience, obviously, three of us have very specific relations Mm -hmm. to Lee. And I mean, I genuinely can't fathom any parent on this earth who's lost a child is just not the way it should ever be. But even being obviously all from like the same gene pool, (laughs) we Mm -hmm. deal with it very differently. But it's been a very big comfort to have my family in support. And I think that's where we've almost had to like, we were public at the beginning, and then we sort of aggressed to work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really important part of it too, because we're saying with mental health, like self-care is not selfish. But I think I did support a lot of people quite early on because Lee's network was so big that sort of more halfway through the year, I had to pull in a little bit and just be like, okay, am I even dealing with this properly? And I had a friend actually who's in medical school and she said that the sort of bedside manner they help people with grief is that it is helpful that you can only really put your grief onto, there's a circle and um, Mm. sort of a chain of circles. So inside the very tightest circle is obviously immediate family spouses. Mm -hmm. And then outside the circle is sort of extended family, best, best friends and et cetera. And then maybe third ring would be like very close friends and it Mm -hmm. goes outward. But it was tough at points where I was trying to be such a support for other people that Mm -hmm. people are kind of putting their grief onto me without a little bit of a check-in of how I was doing. Mm -hmm. And it was just a lot going out, but not a lot coming back in and not so much that it had to come back in but that was just valuable is that you can only really grieve outward in the circle so if the tighter you are to the person it's just helpful to grieve out and I do feel much different about that now a year later but at least in the early stages it was extremely difficult for someone to be like I'm so crushed and someone made a video also about how Lee was like a sister to her and like I actually happened to know like Lee didn't wasn't the biggest fan (laughs) it's just just little things like that you're just sitting there like questioning everything on top of of everything so oh my gosh yeah like what a way to make it more complicated <laughs> yeah, gosh. I, yeah i know thanks lee yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for being so loved by everyone. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's very, especially in your situation, like I can't imagine the, the constant complicated mm-hmm. feelings. I was going to ask you that, like if you at some point like kind of forgot that you were grieving too, because there were so many people like gravitating towards you and like maybe their intention was to comfort you and offer you support, but really they were just kind of like dumping onto you. Did you like get to a point where you were like, oh, I'm taking in way too much and like, I'm like not really doing what I need to do right now? Yeah, definitely. And I don't think I got to that point consciously. I think it just was like happening and happening. And I mean, COVID, it's hard to imagine loss for someone else until you've gone through it. And when you see things on the news, sometimes like it's hard to actually feel for that person. But It's interesting when you go through it yourself, I'm in awe that some people can even get through what they can get through, (laughs) like other losses or multiple losses or things that are so unexpected that I think going through the process, it was the most helpful point for me is when I did pull back into myself and I just sort of even you know, removing people who I didn't really know and came over. It's kind of odd, like someone then just followed me because my sister died. (laughs) It's not really the connection I'm personally looking for. And and, and it's not personal at all, but it's just sort of like, it was my own survival that I was just trying to get a sense of like very typical older sister, like I need a sense of control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what's sort of of happening? And I mean- No, but it's true. Like I can't imagine how, I think that's what I mean. Like I can't Mm -hmm. imagine how out of control the whole situation Mm -hmm. felt for- for you and your close family members that like maybe weren't even as aware how many people she she had to reach to like I just mm-hmm. it just must have been such a like mind fucking experience mm-hmm. like <laughs> just like so fucked like yeah. it's weird it's it's weird and like I don't think that's something where people like know how to support you in that like yeah. it's not like a regular thing that someone's like well and that's actually the best thing i mean just how i am and i'm very grateful for like the community and the friends i do have because the best thing you could say to me is either this is fucking weird yeah. <laughs> or and like i really loved people who were just like this just sucks mm-hmm. like there's no trying to fix it i think there's a lot of times with like mental health or with grief even if they're separate from each other that you just want to help someone. You want to just fix them and make them better quick. And then we don't have to talk about the hard things, mm-hmm. right? Where I do really appreciate it. But I think someone just genuinely sitting with you Glass is and shitty. And yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Like you can't fix it. And I think yeah. that's why all grief, no matter how, it really throws your sense of control in this world to mm-hmm. oblivion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you actually don't have any sense of control really on anything. And it's tough because you and want you to... And you can't control how other people grieve either. No. Like, it's just like... So that's one thing I found very helpful. So my first helpful thing was my friend saying this grieving circle. So try to grieve outward to the circle, not so much inward, at least without checking in on someone. I know you don't agree with this because I've told you this before, but like you and Lee sound very similar and... Your mom's voice is like very similar to you too. Mm, like yeah. you guys all sound the same. It's so interesting. So funny. And it's like very distinctive. Like if yeah. I wasn't looking at who was in the room, I would know that it's you. Really? Oh, <laughs> yes. so that's kind of nice. It is, yeah. It's so funny because we always we talked a lot growing up and just laughing loudly and having mm. fun. So it's it's kind of funny. And I do like we're extremely lucky in having so many videos and recordings and things of Lee. And I think one of the nicest things too that I really take to heart is when someone is like, Oh, you remind me of Lee or I see this part in you just because your connection to that person is reaffirmed again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what just at least in the public sense with this too, is that I was sort of grappling at like what my relationship's gone, like my validation's gone. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. just your relationship changed. Right. So it's, it's, 
weird to then have it frozen in time to be like, oh, wait, no, this is how I feel. And you don't have that other person there to prove it anymore. But you do know exactly Mm -hmm. that it is still what it is. It's just sort of taking time to tell yourself that. So I think with all grief is that being open with what you do need and taking the time that you need, because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do sort of rush back into it. And we heard early on as well that like your address book changes or your friends and changes. And that's true as well, Mm -hmm. because there's just certain things that it sounds very distinct, but like, I'm definitely a completely different person. And I didn't mean to be by any means, but you do reevaluate like what's important in certain friendships and what do you want in your life. And you kind of don't want something this horrible to really kick you in the butt, but Mm -hmm. it definitely does. But there's also a guilt for, so I mean, the first three months, I think were shock. Months three to six were sort of like, I guess that's a stage in grief where you're sort of like grappling, Mm. not grappling, but you're sort of bargaining, I think is one of them. Like you're just like, this can't be real. It doesn't make sense. And then I think continuing on with real life, like I happen to have my wedding six months after Lee passed away, but I just, we tried to really live, but like, what would Lee want? And it's like, I could literally hear her voice and be like, you're not canceling (laughs) this wedding. But that was also like, it was one of the best days. Like it's the only other highlight of 2021 I have obviously that was positive but that was such a haze I didn't realize at the time what kind of like autopilot cloud I was in and then now they're at a year I'm sort of having a hard time with like it's not a milestone I want to mark and I'm trying to again be mindful of obviously like Lee's friends and relationships and sort of be supportive to them but it's just a weird time and like we've experienced another loss in our family that is now in March and it's just really hard to imagine that this happens to everybody and we just don't have a better society understanding of like the care you kind of want to give someone yeah and that's something I was going to ask you like what is most helpful for you when like the year anniversary comes up or just like I guess in any circumstance like something happens to you and it reminds you of Lee like how do people approach that conversation with you or if they feel like they want to offer you support like in your opinion based on what you've been through like what would you what's the best piece of advice that you would tell them Yeah, I think this is the part that's very individual to the person. But I think with myself, what I mean, we hear from everything like different relationships, romantic friendships, whichever that communication is key, but it just really is because I think it's such a roller coaster day to day, even at the year mark. And I just had a friend the other day who it was, I think, the 24th anniversary of her mother passing away. Mm -hmm. And she just said, like, it, you obviously sort of you grow around your grief, but it doesn't really get any easier when you, when some of those like, it's like a grief bomb will hit you and Mm -hmm. you're just like, for some moment in time, you realize like, oh, they're actually gone. So for myself, I think just the best thing to do is someone just to straight up ask you. Like I think for coming up to the one year, like there's so much joy and incredible, like Lee just is joy to me that it's like, I think the best thing someone could do is just like point at something they did or a story or just a positive memory. And I think that's why a lot of people find in like a celebration of life is you just want to like there's so much life any person had hopefully Mm -hmm. obviously but that you can acknowledge but I think I mean for example I posted like a resource the other day on Instagram and I have a very ambivalent relationship with social media given obviously Lee was Mm -hmm. a just I've seen the good the bad and the ugly and so some people are very of course individual with their emotions so some people react and some people comment and some people like oh that's so funny or whatever and then some people reply with like their eyes bawling out emoji. And I find that interesting because it's just like, oh, (laughs) like this was supposed to be positive. 
and you're reacting that you're really upset, which of course you're valid to have those feelings. But I think that's the grieving inward thing again, where I'm just, Mm -hmm. those ones sort of put me off because I was sort of then in a positive space and then it kind of throws you off with how you're feeling. So I think just checking in on someone in real life and yeah, my family and I have just said like, we want to talk about Lee. And I know Mm -hmm. my parents of a different generation, like they have a hard time with some of their friends just can't talk about it or Mm -hmm. feel too awkward to talk about it, which that's the tough part of grief, I think for anybody that it's just sort of like, is this person just supposed to pass away and then be gone forever? Mm. Or do you want to actually keep them around? And it's funny because Lee and I's one of our favorite movies is Coco, which is like obviously Mexican culture, Day of the mm-hmm. Dead. And Lee's birthday is Halloween too. So I'm mm-hmm. like very convinced that if there's any possible chance in the world, that's a whole other separate part science. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think it's other cultures seem to have it a bit more right, in my opinion. I would agree with that. Like after reading that, well, I actually haven't finished it, but as I read it, I'm like, oh, they have this like shit figured out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They know like there is like a legitimate plan when someone passes. And that's Mm -hmm. just so interesting to me because it's obviously very foreign to us and everyone has different opinions with how they think it should go. Yeah. Yeah. I think giving yourself, if I kind of look at the year we've had, I think giving yourself time just to feel the emotions is extremely important, especially at the beginning. I think the times that I could just ball my eyes out have felt some of the best because you're not trying to keep those emotions in. Mm. Like just actually understanding because I think I pushed it off for a little bit at the beginning too, just from the shock that you go through these waves. And then also understanding that you might need some time to yourself just to actually sort of realign your understanding of the world because it just got turned upside down Mm -hmm. and then I think as you go forward it's just really being able to check in and communicate with your friends and family like you know do you have any space for me to sort of like have a cry today or you know coming up to the university like what do you want to do I think it's just communication because it Mm -hmm. will probably depend on the day (laughs) for sure yeah I think that's what that's what I was going to comment on and then I lost my train of thought and then you started talking again yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like that's good to know I think like even just for me and for anyone listening like you just need to ask them Mm -hmm. and I know like you like you've been very Mm. comfortable with being like this is what's feeling good and this is what is actually just making me feel really (laughs) angry and upset like you just need to ask them because assuming is not going to work and then also just ignoring it is not going to work. So mm-hmm. you just need to ask. Yeah. <laughs> it is like it, those sort of sound cliche, like communication is key, but it just it's is. It's true, and yeah. I think also just being – obviously, you're, you're more sensitive when you're grieving. And there's things that I was – you know, upset about at the beginning that I would never make that same decision now. And then there's things at the beginning that I didn't do that I'm angry at myself I didn't do. So I think just being fair with yourself as well through the process is really important. And I think just also just being mindful, like we do live in a town that's like pretty connected. So I think if you do know the person like wants to talk about their loved one, like having space for that as well. And I'm the very first person to admit I've been so bad with people's loved ones in the past where maybe Mm -hmm. a grandparent has passed away and I'm like, of course, I'm so sorry. And then there's really no follow up past that, Mm -hmm. which now looking back, I'm like, what a dick move (laughs) to not have done. To just not bring it up again. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a weird, it's a really weird skill to learn to help someone how to grieve if you've been through it. Mm -hmm. But I'd really hope for people that they could sort of have just a basic understanding of how to support someone in the sense of like, what can I do for you? Like in the very early days, like people bringing over food was really helpful. Not that you're hungry. We didn't eat for (laughs) weeks. But it's just, it's a really, really kind gesture. 
in our experience, funeral flowers were not good. <laughs> like then, because mm. it's like you give someone this plant and then it dies, and then that's a little soon. If that's, you're, yeah, that's too soon. <laughs> and I love flowers like I love flowers it's really and nothing like it hasn't changed that I don't like flowers but I remember at a point being like someone that sends another fucking thing of flowers (laughs) we're honestly if I have to watch another bouquet of flowers Flowers die die. yeah Yeah, I feel like that's like strangely not like not a conversation I think we had with each other but just honestly I just kind of assumed because I often think about Lee Mm -hmm. and I have like moments throughout my day where I think of her and like I'm in this beautiful store Mm -hmm. that has been there's been a lot of inspiration from her so Mm -hmm. it's just I'm constantly in a space where she's just like like the energy of Lee is here Mm -hmm. And so I do try, like when you come in, I try to like say something about her or like I try to talk about her as if, Mm -hmm. almost as if she's still here Mm -hmm. in a way, because I know that if I'm thinking about her, you're definitely thinking about her. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like that's a good point to just like, yeah, if you are thinking about someone and you're with their loved one, like I think you should just say that you're thinking about them and i think like if you have something on your brain or like something made you think about them i think like that means more to that person Mm -hmm. like their family member than you could even imagine completely like messages that would come through at the beginning of sort of like i'm just thinking of you no reply required just you know thought of you and it's it's so simple what it takes and like i really love obviously coming in here and knowing that i am comfortable to talk about it and mm. it just i looking always through the store i'm always like oh i can only I imagine these like reactions <laughs> this whole place but i, I can and that's the thing is I, I still know. try to actually think of her and i do still talk about it in the present tense because i mean yeah another part of grief to be honest and i don't even want to call woo woo because it just is what i actually believe at this point but like mm. there's definitely I'm not a religious person. I grew up, went to Catholic school. I have, through grief, have never had more respect for people who have faith because Mm. I think it gives them a direction in life that we all need hope. Like I think a universal human connection is we need hope in something. Yeah. So obviously with someone passing away, kind of the first time in your life, you really start thinking like, okay, what happens after you pass away? So I mean, something that like I do believe in signs like from Mm -hmm. Lee and I think that what gets me through is that I know if she could, she damn well would be mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to still send out little mm-hmm. shout outs and that. But what's also beautiful in that experience, at least for me, helping with my grief is that I'll share different stories, maybe online of something that's happened. And then different friends I have that I didn't even know their mom passed away or I didn't even know their you know, yeah. uncle, brother, anything passed away. And then they'll share like a experience they had and how they deal with their grief. And it just that opening up about it has been really important. I think mm-hmm. between like sort of like I have been like seeing a therapist just to sort of like yeah. manage my emotions with yeah. grief and how quickly it changes, but also still finding community and people who have gone through the same. And mm-hmm. I know COVID has been very odd, but I think with even my parents, like you can really only talk to a parent parent to parent of someone who's lost a child especially in that way Mm -hmm. and then it's just a little way of you to understand someone better Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think finding a little community if however that is is definitely really helpful and Mm -hmm. not to like lose hope too much so taking your own time but then also understanding that you're not alone Mm -hmm. going back to like signs and things that you and I know that people have so many mixed feelings about signs like I know for instance Heather and I know she wouldn't mind me talking about this but I know like in her circumstance, because her dad passed away when she was young, 
she often will have like people reach out to her and say like, oh, I saw like I saw this and I just like felt like it was a sign from them. And she's like, well, no, it wasn't because if he's sending you signs then he should be sending me signs and Mm. I haven't seen a sign from him. So there are so many mixed obviously feelings and emotions about that and everyone has their own beliefs about that. But like has that been something that is helpful for you? Like when people say like, oh, this made me think of Lee or like I just like felt like this was a sign from her. In terms of like spirituality mm-hmm. and like well, like what kind of things have helped you grieve? Like has that been a – I would say, yeah, I would consider – I mean Lee was definitely very – like she loved yoga. She definitely loved mm-hmm. sort of spiritual things. And I'm not sure like we've ever tried to define it or I don't – necessarily make like concrete life financial decisions around it or anything but (laughs) even that to be honest the fact that I have to excuse it that I genuinely believe that Lee send me signs is I think a part that I've I've had such comfort in in grieving even my dad for example like very very logical very smart man never really thought he'd be into it and we had this pair of morning doves which morning doves by the way are not morning like good morning they're morning Morning. which I've never known in my life yeah Yeah. so we definitely like Lee shows up as a morning dove and my dad and I will text each other when the dove comes by and that is incredibly helpful I have had sort of different people reach out and be like oh I think this was Lee but I what I really enjoy is if they share that experience that they have had with Lee I think mm-hmm. if someone was like Lee said hey she's over at the park <laughs> I'd be like oh no <laughs> like you're lying I, like I'm with Heather on that case I'd be like yeah okay uh yeah. well I saw her over here yeah so yeah I think it, it's very individual experience but I think if it, that can give anyone comfort and you can actually believe that but I think that's also something that I know like my mom hasn't necessarily mm-hmm. absolutely not that she's not open to but she's just in such a different obviously we don't really line up often on our grief. It's such an individual experience that I think it's something that generally anything that can give you comfort, I think it's, it's healthy to explore. And if it's not, then that's a okay as well. Yeah. And that's that I'm sure that can get complicated too. Like you're sharing the same grief for the same person, but you're both experiencing it so differently. And like, and I've experienced this in a very different way, not with like the loss of a, of a person, but just with like a trauma that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And it was a trauma that I experienced with, somebody but they experienced it very different than I did and I almost became like resentful at times that I couldn't like go to them to talk about how I was Mm -hmm. feeling it and experiencing it because that's just that's not what they were feeling and it's not how they wanted to feel it so Mm -hmm. I assume and I don't I'm not talking about your specific situation but I can imagine how that would look like with grief too like Mm -hmm. just that can be confusing like having family members that you Mm -hmm. you know, feel like it was such a close intertwined experience. But at the end of the day, like everyone really does process and deal with it differently. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, sometimes those always can't be the people that you find comfort in. Oh, completely. For certain, for certain things. Like, yeah, that's why we get therapists. Oh, no, I I was literally my thought is like, I have found the most incredible therapist. She's just wonderful. Like we're getting into other stuff where I'm Mm. like, wow, I didn't know that existed. (laughs) Great. And it's like, Argentina, actually, everyone in Argentina, not everyone, but like it's very, very common in Argentina to have a therapist. Like there's no taboo. Everyone goes. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they're like, if there's data to support that they're healthier or happier or anything, but I just find it so interesting. Like that's also a taboo. Like it's just being able to talk to a neutral person with no judgment. Cause like I'm very close to my parents and I'm so grateful that despite obviously like of course, a yeah. catastrophic 
thing to happen. Yeah. We are still very close, but I think for each of us to have like, yeah, a non-involved person is very special. Yeah. And we've had like some experiences that like the best we ever feel is if we're doing something exactly as if Lee were still here, mm. that just feels natural. But oh, then yeah. when you're not sort of like going forward, you're just really sort of hung up on maybe if you are having a bad day, it's hard. Like you do have to push yourself to continue in a way that you feel like you do have to move on. And I do know Lee and most loved ones that have passed, like would want you to be happy and move forward and sort of obviously very much easier said than done, but to have that process to go forward. And even the word trauma, I'd like to say too, I think my therapist was talking to me about like big T trauma, little T trauma, (laughs) which before therapy I've never heard of in my life. And I mean, in our particular situation, like Lee passed in a very traumatic way. Mm-hmm. And I think I wouldn't, I felt odd for even labeling that like we've gone through trauma as a trauma as, yeah. a, as her passing. Cause I'm like, oh, like I'm fine. But it's just interesting to identify because then if I do have like sort of a grief bomb go off and then I can't even function, it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's a trauma a, response. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think also even understanding that that's okay. Like you're not totally. supposed to be like, okay, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All good. Yeah. yeah. Quick crime done. Like, yeah. 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 Like honestly, like even just with my own experience and like processing the loss of Lee, like people that were way closer with her than I ever was, obviously. There's a lot of people, but like I found myself sometimes like I don't know. I just found myself sometimes like I'm like thinking about it too much and I'm processing it too much. And like, it's like really affecting me today. But like this person was like way closer with her than I was ever and knew her way more than I ever knew her. And like, I'm just over here so upset and they're like moving on a little bit and they're like, you know, feeling happy today. And it just like, there were times where I felt kind of resentful towards those mm-hmm. people. Cause I was just like, it just didn't compute. Like it just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like why I felt, and I mean, like I'm a freaking emotional person. I freaking feel everything about everything. <laughs> yep. Like freaking someone could die that I literally don't even know. And I'd be so oh, devastated, but I don't know. Like that's just another interesting mm-hmm. factor of grief. Like there's a lot of resentment that mm-hmm. goes on. I think and- that's a, it's a good way to put it in perspective as well, because as much as I obviously said the whole the grieving circle outwards. Yeah. I also think like Lee and I would text that like comparison kills joy, Mm -hmm. like comparing to anything. And it's so hard because I think anything anyone feels is valid, right? Like I I think anyone being like affected by this, like Lee had that magic power. Like I totally get it. And I have felt that before with like different people that I had no idea about. And I think it's okay. I think when it got into the comparison part, Mm -hmm. that's when it got weird. Like can't you just sort of support each other? And then, uh, yeah. And I think then as things like quote move on it is really weird because you might be okay and like I feel incredible guilt now for the days I feel good Mm -hmm. but then I can literally hear Lee in my head being like you have to continue you go girl you go girl (laughs) I know I love to uh WWLD which is what would Lee do (laughs) I know do you know what Brett and I say to each other what we say live like Lee yeah all the time oh I I like that Yeah. yeah I know because and that's the thing too about all grief like what did they they're just gone now like yeah. you know it's like this person was incredible yes. I love them yeah. and they were an inspiration and I mean look at 
celebrity culture. Like mm-hmm. so many yeah. famous people have passed away yeah. and you still look up to them, admire them and talk to, about them. Right. And not that you need to have like a level of notoriety, but like if you want to talk about your grandfather who is the most incredible yeah. inspiration in your life, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you should because yeah. they're with you always. Absolutely. And of course, adjusting from like a physical presence to like I do believe it's in spiritual tough, presence yeah. is so tough. It's not the same. And some days I'm like, a morning dove cooed me the other day and I just bawled my eyes that it was the most perfect thing. And then other days I'm like, fuck that dove. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> Moral of the story, it's mm-hmm. just fucking crazy. Like it's just mm-hmm. wild and you experience such a range of emotions and feelings and there's actually just no right way to navigate any of it. No. Like literally the only thing you can do is to just feel it all and get a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> 100% get a therapist. Yeah, I think feel your emotions, Mm -hmm. like go through them. If you need to be in a ball and cry for days, like I think it's okay. And then I think you need to accept the help from your community when you can because community is genuinely the thing that gets us all through life. And I think North American culture, I think it's very woven into us not being able to deal with grief in the fact that we also don't live in community. Mm-hmm. We don't look out for our neighbors. I don't even know my neighbors. Like, <laughs> and it's not that I've made a conscious decision not to. It's just everyone's busy, busy, busy. Yeah. You're not bringing you over bread, you know, yeah. and then at the same time, bring like, over bread. <laughs> Don't bring your bread. neighbor bread. Bring your neighbor bread. <laughs> no, we have a new neighbor moving in. I want to bring them cookies when they move in. That's I so think I sweet. Should. Yeah. You should. And one of our neighbors did bring like an absolutely beautiful poem that just left me in a puddle. So oh. I just, but yes, having community and embracing it, like mm-hmm. it's literally, I know for a fact, like sort of obviously in Lee's when she was having her time at the end, like that's exactly what she was missing the most. Mm-hmm. And I know she had been made to feel bad by like, men <laughs> in her life it's just for not being true to herself and not realizing like how much she needs people but it was literally mm-hmm. her gift like with people so her ability to just connect with people I think I mm-hmm. told you this because there were a few times where like I would like reply like just like stupid little conversations I would like mm-hmm. reply to a story and then she would respond but then once she like I think it was Brit that told her like what the actual like relation was mm-hmm. And immediately she was just like, oh my God, I love you. She's like, can we go for coffee? Like, let's go for coffee. And I'm just like, oh my God, like you don't even know me, but you're just like, Mm -hmm. it's so natural. And you just have like such a gift to like connect Mm -hmm. with people. And you just like, she just like really loved it. I know. So be true to yourself. If you are in a position of grieving, you need to be true to yourself and you listen to yourself community is healthy you can Mm -hmm. accept the help that people want to give you get a damn therapist (laughs) if that will help you i do know people who they just don't but don't be afraid about it at least like i think it's been extremely helpful and also just understand that fucking hate saying like time heals because it does not in grief i used to say that for like breakups and things and grief is one that it is okay to understand that the pain as you grow around it will Mm -hmm. sometimes take a back burner, but it's Mm -hmm. always on the burner. It's just always going to be there. Yeah. But also giving yourself time to understand that there will come a day where you're going to laugh again Mm -hmm. and you will be happy again. And it's not that you won't miss the person any less or you won't not be grieving the person, but you know that loved one would want to see you happy again. And that's also okay. Yeah. Well, your story about Lee just now, and I was like, yeah. Like, I. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it's so funny because she also knew that I was the grump. So then sometimes (laughs) sometimes when I'm a grump, I'm like, she's like, yeah, fair. (laughs) 
Uh, WWLD. <laughs> what would Lee do? Oh, what a sweet angel. The public part just got really <laughs> large in a good way. Like, I think it was so beautiful to see her reach. And like, I know the average person who was affected, like, I fully care and empathize with them. Mm-hmm. It got into a bit of a competition sense but yeah. I think it's just also understanding your grief will go in waves like there's days you're okay with and there's days they're not so I think it's just always safe to sort of check in and then I think the other thing is that obviously when a reach is that big there are also a lot of people that maybe won't consider your feelings in it and that's mm-hmm. okay too because they're not necessarily considering your perspective but just sort of understanding also that Again, when I think of like, don't take things personally, like no one's typically acting right. malicious in anything. And I really do believe that. No one has bad that. intent. No. Yeah. And if you do, that's a whole other. Well, <laughs> like, that's a whole nother bag of beans. No, and that's more the the cyber, like online right. kind of trolling and stuff. But then right. that's a whole other, like that's almost such an extreme where yeah. you can't even pretend to worry about it just because it's like, that's an extreme. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about it in a really productive way and very true way, but Like, no one expects anyone to be a mind reader. Like, that's not, Mm -hmm. like, the point we're trying to make. It's not like you should just, like, know what to do or know what to say. It's just about having the, honestly, courtesy and awareness that, like, you just need to ask. And it's just, like, not up to you to decide what you think is right in terms of how you want to support someone Mm -hmm. through their grief. You have to be comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. And asking someone. (laughs) That, if a, you truly want to support them, like it just mm-hmm. is uncomfortable. And I was going to say that's like a takeaway point for me. <laughs> Get comfortable in the uncomfortable because mm-hmm. a lot of the really difficult emotions as humans are in the uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's also something that you shouldn't be ashamed of or afraid of. It's just, it's really tough. So I think people just being open and honest with you is the easiest way to deal with it. And in yeah. fairness to anyone trying to support anyone, like my poor husband, like he's beyond incredible but like mm-hmm. one day I'm great one day I'm foul <laughs> and then foul. when well, and, I mean and that was before grieving so yeah. I think, <laughs> but just to Aww. like to be like a constant support and understand that it does you need take to a shout bit. out shout out James James I know <laughs> love you James what a sweet angel I know and the best part too is that we live with us for like a hot minute before and we all live together in my parents basement at a time mm-hmm. and my sister would often take James's side so I even like I'm thinking like <laughs> oh, okay I know Lee would give me crap for that one like I need Aww. to be nice <laughs> yeah I do feel like incredibly grateful to have such a support and yeah. I do think that not pushing away the support you need is mm-hmm. something that I felt like I had to balance between the initial shock, yeah. needing to care for myself, and then now sort of, I guess at a year mark, I feel like as though obviously I don't hurt any less, but leveling out in the sense of like, it is a shock to think that this is forever. Like that one really gets me. Like I don't want to have like, yeah, just thinking of milestones in life that you should be having together it is really difficult. But as you sort of continue on, understanding that you are forever changed but I think there are actually a few benefits in it too like it's definitely made me softer person I was very mm-hmm. sort of like could be very harsh <laughs> as I said but I think to be able to reevaluate what's important in life is valuable mm-hmm. and by no means do you want it to be in such an extreme way but I've been able to connect with people who've experienced grief in such a different way now that that's something that has been very uh, special to me. You read my mind because I was going to ask you, like, what's been your biggest 
lesson? I know that's a stupid question. Like I wish for you that this didn't have to be a lesson, but Mm -hmm. like, is that your biggest lesson? Just like Mm -hmm. actually genuinely, like, I think you were just like forced to be in a situation where you were like, I actually just need to rely on these people that are trying to support me. And it's the only way I'm going to get through it. Like, has that been your biggest lesson or what would you say? I think exactly Mm -hmm. that is that I see so many parallels in Lee's struggles and also now with grief is that what is important in life and understanding yourself and what you need, like putting Mm -hmm. yourself first is totally needed and okay. I've also heard the quote, like, if it won't matter in five years, Mm -hmm. don't worry about it more than five minutes, which Mm -hmm. of course, like day to days, and I'm like a dweller sometimes. So it's hard to do, but it does just Mm -hmm. reevaluate and shift like everything that you know. And then I think just being open to knowing that if you need people, that's okay. And if you need Mm -hmm. time to yourself, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And also just like, YOLO is Drake saying or whatever, but it's actually true. (laughs) Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like it's really. I agree. I feel like through my own mental health stuff, the biggest thing, and I've said this for years, is that it's okay to ask for love and it's okay to need love. Yes. Like it's 100% okay to, to be like, I can't feel this feeling by myself and I just it just feels like it's just feels like it's too much so I've cried so much this week but that almost just got me (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like it's okay if you if you have a weak moment (laughs) I'm gonna cry no I know that's well because I just yeah it is not right for anyone to ever think that they don't deserve or need love and space for themselves and that they're not important and that's between day-to-day, anyone struggling with mental health, especially obviously with grief. Yeah, These are like basic needs in life and it, it's okay to ask for them. And I think that's where even, I know like we've kind of, it was a bit wild when we even did like speak up for Lee, like the name of it, but the complete irony in it is that certain people where she was living did know more. But when you're in a space that you can't advocate for yourself or you're put in a position where you think what you need is not important that's where like your community can speak up for you when you're too weak and i think that that's something we've experienced in grief is that you don't have to have all the answers or anything but just for someone to hold space for you is really really lovely Mm -hmm. this is just something that i think about often but on lee's end in terms of community and like her really needing that that is something that I really relied on mm-hmm. when I was experiencing those feelings. And I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, that's no, okay. <laughs> I will do it. Okay. No, but I just wish um, that like, I just wish that I was able to like really make her believe that because it is, like, it is going to be fine. And it's mm-hmm. okay if you're feeling like completely weak and like, your world is like filled with doom and dread and it's just Mm -hmm. like you just have to like we just like have to go through life and with help and you have to ask Mm -hmm. you have to tell people and you have Mm -hmm. to ask for love and it's okay if like where you're at doesn't feel good and you need to switch your environment or i don't know like i just it's just really important and you really need to rely on your community just knowing what you need is is completely valid. I'm so emotional. <laughs> no. I think my tear ducts are empty. This is grief. So Sunday, said, yeah, Sunday yeah. had a good day. Monday, cried the whole damn day because yeah. we had a, a family friend's loss. Tuesday, cried the whole day, didn't sleep. Today's Wednesday. Had a good day today. <laughs> and just knowing that, like, I think this is just so important for people. And I think... 
again, mental health and all people and how they feel. And I mean, even Canadians living in the winter, like it's so dark and difficult Mm -hmm. in the winter. It's hard to remember the joy of summer. And that's what does crush me the most with Lee is that I know there's always light after the dark, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really fucking hard to get there sometimes. And this past year, like it's sort of, I mean, I'm very lucky in myself. Like I haven't had thoughts in that way, but it has been thoughts and like, I guess I'll never fucking smile again or be happy again. And then lo and behold, you you do. So it does get better. Grief Mm -hmm. doesn't hurt any less, but it does get manageable and taking care of yourself like even yeah like it's something that obviously you know all too well like it's it it will get better yeah I really, and you need people to help you with it yeah. it's not something yeah like if you could will yourself into it or make a change like mm-hmm. I literally know she would have if she could have but it's it's past yeah. that it's nothing to be ashamed of or that's your fault at all no my favorite saying is it's not a bad life it's just a bad day mm. and if I could have like Oh my god, I want to stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> Let it flow. We were just saying, feel the emotion. If I could choose to say anything to Lee mm. or just anyone that's experienced the place that she was in, it's just like that feeling like it does go away. Like mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. So I think that's incredibly important for, especially for you to say. Like it's sort of mm-hmm. and I would hope that people can just try to hope is the, the not to make it like trivial but the first tattoo i ever got i took greek mythology in university and i loved it <laughs> i fucking loved it bird course whatever you they call nerd. it nerd such a nerd it was so hard oh i bet really hard. i would have failed that yeah i almost did but i really enjoyed <laughs> i really enjoyed it but the first tattoo i ever got was like three greek pillars of like what people need and it was love family and hope and like Pandora's box, which apparently is Pandora's jar, but that's whatever. Whatever. Is that all the bad got out, like all the evil in the world and like why we have evil today, like is the sort of mythology. But the yeah. only thing left in the jar was hope. And the only thing that keeps us all going is hope. Hope that tomorrow will get better. Maybe it's another minute gets better. <laughs> it's just like, what if it was like just a little bit more? And then I think in two sides, like for grief, there is hope that you your loved one will want to see you happy again. There's absolutely hope. And for people struggling with mental health, when they can't have the hope, it's important for other people to hold it for them. Because mm-hmm. again, like it's it's so far beyond something that you're gonna just try to fix on your own. That mm-hmm. there's if they literally... could feel the hope, they would. Oh my god, if, <laughs> if we could, yeah, it is almost obscene to think about like all the love for Lee after I know, I know. if she could just have felt that hope and love. But that's the absolutely terrible thing about depression you just are like living in a clouded reality of what mm-hmm. you and i know a lot of people grieving would get to that point too yeah, like i yeah. i feel That's, very grateful that yeah. i haven't and this is what's weird with mental health too because it's like now birds were chirping sunday and i felt like a new person and i didn't realize how down i actually was this winter until i've now started to feel better mm-hmm. and then a lot of people are actually messaging me now that it's march being like how are you doing which is so thoughtful i do appreciate that but it's kind of overwhelming and then i feel really guilty because i'm actually finally feeling better Mm. and then i'm like oh i i guess i shouldn't be but Mm -hmm. it's like i just had a really low winter like my Mm -hmm. parents we just had like it's very low but then it's also very hard to know what you're in when you're in it Mm -hmm. and that's the weird part about it too my heart goes out to anyone who is in a point though that they really fall into their own depression because as much as i know i had a really hard time like 
not to compare it, but it's like, I just, you need to get the help you need. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's totally fair. Like it's kind of wild that anyone would pass away and you wouldn't think to seek Mm-hmm. outside help because mm-hmm. there's so many things I've learned my, from my therapist for like coping skills that I would have never known and googling yeah. is a whole mess too yeah. so. <laughs> don't google things don't google things although yeah, some resources online are very helpful too for sure yeah. for sure but yeah like that's I think like a good tie-in is that like and it's just such a weird like life is just so weird but like you can know someone that passes from suicide and a really like a long history of depression and whatever they went through and then you grieve that person and then you feel that stuff like Mm -hmm. you start to feel that same thing and it's like now you're grieving and you're trying to navigate what is happening in your brain Mm -hmm. and you're like maybe not even fully aware of it like it's just so Mm -hmm. it's so so (laughs) it is a really wild path mental health has become such a buzzword and it does tie in so well besides death by suicide, but for grief, because it's Mm -hmm. sort of how do you navigate something that's completely blown up your perception of reality, control, understanding, Mm -hmm. and balance in your life. And it's talked about so much now, but it's understood so little Mm -hmm. of what people need to be supported through it. Obviously, there's so many levels of it, but doing things that you know make you happy, like spending time in nature, moving your body, being with people who love you and accepting mm-hmm. the help, like little things like that, like really do add up to feeling better. And it doesn't never diminishes your grief. Like you'll still, I still see the stupidest thing and like break into tears. But mm-hmm. then I have gotten to a point a year in now where I'm sort of, I can look at certain things and they're happy tears. They're not mm. devastated tears, but again, it depends on the day. So I think mm-hmm. it's just something that all humans could just be a lot more empathetic towards people going through any experience and just being there in so simply like I'm just here for you Mm -hmm. I think that's nice that you said that though like it's not always going to be like devastating sad tears Mm -hmm. like you'll still cry Mm -hmm. but like it will eventually get to the point where it's like there's a little mixture of happy tears and like feeling Mm -hmm. joy and that kind of thing. Like if, again, talking about hope, like if that's something that gives you hope and you're someone that's grieving right now, like that's what you have to hang on to. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I genuinely in the woo sense have an actual hope that there is something past. I know that's what people who have faith believe or Mm -hmm. if it's more spirituality, but it's a pretty cool idea that like I hope to be like old and wrinkly and gray and then go to meet Lee and be like, what's up? <laughs> and my vision for Lee when I pass one day is she's going to be like, oh my God, have you met da-da-da and da-da-da? <laughs> she's going to know everybody. You need to meet this person. <laughs> you need to meet so-and-so. And then she's golfing with like whoever. And then she's got a lunch day with whoever. <laughs> like, like if that's the kind of thing that yeah. like literally gets you through to the next day and mm-hmm. helps you wake up the next morning, that's what you have to fucking do. Exactly. Yeah, anything. And that I genuinely helps, do positive. believe that that's what's gonna happen. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's got such a horribly head start that she'll know everybody. Yeah. But she would. She could be there a day before me, and she'd know everybody. <laughs> so she'll know Betty White. Oh my God! Literally, when Betty White passed, <laughs> total tangent. We can. Cut no, this. I love it. But we're not gonna cut it. <laughs> you know how she's a comedian though, and she only made it to ninety nine. Like that's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the other thing about death is that. I'm clearly not there yet about Lee, but like you can laugh about it. Yeah. (laughs) If you like in the Betty White's 99, she's a comedic genius. She didn't make it to 100. That's fucking funny. (laughs) It's great. 
Yeah. But when she passed, I was like, oh my God, Lee's going to hang out with Betty White. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> and her family friend just Betty passed. White. And I was like, wow, great. Lee's going to be like, Aww. here's the whole club. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think understanding that find whatever your hope is Literally, and hold yeah. on to it. It yeah. could be your passion hobby. It could be your friends. It could be, for me, I love travel. Like it's a vacation. I just booked a trip today to Paris and I'm going to bring <gasps> Lee's ashes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's cherry blossom season. So Lee was cremated and we've now brought her like, we're going to bring her to every corner of the world. And I have like jewelry with her. So she's everywhere. And yeah. And she's never been before. So we're going to go. Best place ever. <laughs> That's another thing to get me through is I'm like, okay, well, I guess we just have to go do everything now. We have to take her everywhere now. Yeah. Oh, that's so special. Yeah. So She'll love that. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) she's in, um, we, I went to Disney World in Florida in January and I dumped her in the moat. Because yeah, it's like, I'm sure that's not allowed, but yeah. I have. Um... definitely not allowed. <laughs> oh my God, Sasha. Well, even saying dumped her, that's clearly our humor. <laughs> I did not. I sprinkled her. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, we, my mom bought us these beautiful, like, travel size leaves. Mm-hmm. So I always bring her kind of whatever. Travel size leaves. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, we're just bringing her all over. So yeah, we're leaving Disney. The fireworks just went off, and I make sure to sprinkle her in the water where the fireworks are on that side. So, and then my friend with me was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah. And there's been times where we just have to laugh. Like, it's really, yeah. There's nothing but, yeah, you just yeah. have to laugh. Yeah, off it off. we picked up our ashes when we went down to California and we went down to the beach and we just sort of sat like under the moon and we we're kind mm-hmm. of all in a circle and we had a few drinks and we were like, the fuck? <laughs> like, it's crazy. But then yeah. we had this like immediate calm and genuinely one of the first times I felt Lee's like presence. And I was mm-hmm. like, this was like, it was just my parents and my husband. And it was like, this is exactly what we would have been doing if Lee were physically still here. But instead... She's in this box and she's with us in spirit. So we all just killed ourselves laughing. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. So instead, she's in this box. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the other thing too. Like grief is just silly and stupid, and you just have to feel feel all of it. One thing I would say, sort of as a kind of final, is that we didn't have a celebration life for her yet. So many reasons, just like logistically, mm-hmm. she was in California. We had a small one there, which did not feel good or right but then that became very complicated our relationship with her partner and coming home lee has the most amazing friends and i do do feel bad that we haven't been able to offer that outlet of support and grief to them it's been covid it it was Mm -hmm. just such a shock and then uh, as we continue so i think it's something that i really do see the beauty in having that celebration in life for somebody's past because i could imagine what lee would want would be like barefoot dancing and popcorn mm-hmm. and like, all this stuff so i think that's what i'd hope for anyone when you can is like to be able to get together like with the people who are close and do matter and be able to like actually celebrate those person is i think an yeah. important part in the process that yeah. we haven't had yet and i'm actually now completely dreaded last year but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this year and I think uh, I hate that it's had to be a year but I think it's just a better we're all in a better place for it now to actually totally. make it a celebration I think there could be like a silver lining to that where you know like we have all individually had our time to like do what we need to do to feel it all mm-hmm. like I remember a very distinct night where 
Brett and I were just so fucking sad and mm-hmm. we had cried all day mm-hmm. and we blasted Maggie Rogers and just yeah. danced our WWLD. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like that's just those kind of things Aww. are just things that like we did individually that just like felt good and mm-hmm. like you have mm-hmm. to do those things. Such mm-hmm. a perfect example of what to do. Like play yeah. their song, have yeah. their favorite drink, have their favorite food. Yeah. Share some stories. Yeah. yeah. It won't hurt less, but you will be able to live a life you will never feel a hundred percent full mm-hmm. but you will be able to try to live life to the fullest for them hopefully I love that. we'll see i love that <laughs> you will we'll see where we're dumping next <laughs> <laughs> she's going everywhere clearly <laughs> okay last question for you and then we'll do our quote that i'm really excited about is there anything you want to tell someone that just lost a family member to suicide? I know wow. that's a really hard question. That's an incredible question. That's really good. That's such a good question to put it all in perspective of how much of a roller coaster grief is. Because at the beginning, personally, what I think would have helped for me is that depending on how close you are to them, I just hold them and be there for them. And the only thing I would maybe say is it fucking sucks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot you can say at the beginning because it's such shock. Just holding space for them and love is really mm-hmm. – like, I mean, Eamon and Beck, like, they came and we just fucking sat there and cried for mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. And that is helpful. It's so helpful. It's the most helpful thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that obviously knowing the person, the relationship, just them, is that I'd say, how can I best support you? Mm-hmm. And also it's hard with some of that too because like we also had friends who just came over and made food. Like it wasn't like, Mm -hmm. oh, can I help you? It was like, here's some food, eat it. And that I would say that. That's actually something that Lee said in the podcast episode she did with Eamon and Beck. Like Mm -hmm. you just show up. Yeah. Like if someone's struggling, you literally just show up. Mm -hmm. You don't even ask them. (laughs) No, you you have to, yeah. And I think that's what's so crushing about her being California is we just didn't know – we just didn't know it was that mm. bad. But yeah, I think in a grief sense, though, just show up. Now, okay, <laughs> don't just show up at the door because no. that also happened and that wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't ever mm-hmm. just show up mm-hmm. depending on your relationship. But if someone was open to hearing support a year later, I would say be easy on yourself mm. with the guilt you feel. Because, I mean, my mom and I had that conversation last night and, like, we both – nothing will ever be able to change our guilt, Mm -hmm. right, wrong, whatever. It's just you'll just have it forever. But you have to be gentle with yourself of of what you did do, didn't do, Mm -hmm. whatever, because it's such a thing you can't change Mm -hmm. that the pain will be – you'll be able to breathe again, I guess. Mm -hmm. But if someone said that to me, then I'd be like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very specific thing to mm-hmm. losing someone to suicide too. Like you just do feel so guilty. And I'm sure that that does mm-hmm. travel with you your entire life. Well, and it's really hard to – something that crushing happens and then you obviously try to abdicate and, and talk about it. And at least our family, like that's what we've tried to find helpful. Like if we can help just anyone. And like mm-hmm. people have messaged Lee's account being like, you know, I got help. Like I was feeling at that point and I got help. And it's so helpful. But then like Katie, Katie was my wedding officiant. I know. It's really, 
it's really fucking hard. And like, I wouldn't know anything I could ever say to her family because it's so, suicide obviously is very, very stark, but it's so different too, like to to people's relationships. But I think it's just tough to sort of the quote, I know Heather said first, like you just have to be a bit further ahead on the journey. Mm -hmm. It's something that like, I don't, like, I don't know her obviously, but I just, like, you just can't know what to say. You just have to show up. So people who obviously were there and just showed up, like it's the best thing you can do for like the the family and so on that's perfect yeah Mm -hmm. but make sure they still want you to show up (laughs) don't just show up don't let yourself in their door and send a plant don't send flowers please like yeah plants are nice plants are beautiful plants last forever Mm -hmm. yeah i love you you. oh my gosh Okay, let's do our quote. Okay. My poor father growing up with us, man, like me, my mom, and my sister just mock yeah, her. How did he turn it? He can turn his ears off really. Oh, Most men good. can. <laughs> that's something though, too, that I find myself thinking about. Like, I find it so fucked up, to be honest with you. Like, like I had someone ask me, which I didn't know how I felt about the question when they asked me, but they were like, if Lee hadn't passed away, would you have started this podcast? Oh. And I was like, I don't know. Like it it obviously was something that I had thought about for years. Like honestly, mm-hmm. probably since I left high school, I just like knew maybe not specifically a podcast, but like knew I wanted to do something in terms of like mm-hmm. having like a public voice. And I don't know. Like I don't know if I would have learned the lesson of like just doing what you want to fucking do with your life. Mm-hmm if she hadn't passed and it hadn't felt like so profound, like such a profound lesson for me, mm-hmm. I just feel angry sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I just wish that she was able to come on the podcast and like mm-hmm. she was able to like listen. And like, I know she would like love it and she would love the store and just like mm, the store. My God. Yeah, and the podcast, everything. Yeah. I know. It's just like, it's sad when you think about it in that sense but on the other hand the fact that I did start something like this mm-hmm. because I felt so moved by her and how she lived her life like that's just something really special and just like that's the part of it that I'm just trying to like mm-hmm. hold on to because mm-hmm. that's <laughs> no something- more crying no <laughs> oh my god I know but that's something very real with grief too like I'm now at the year mark experiencing a lot of anger not at lee at all but at people close to her in california that i feel didn't do more or put her needs first but it's very odd to me because i'm like why a year later and why Mm -hmm. now and like why such anger it's something i can't change and if i get into the what ifs and the way our life should have been and like i don't want to have kids my kids don't know like their aunt and stuff but it's hard with your grief like you have to choose to focus on the parts that Mm -hmm. you do love about the person and that you do you can keep comfort in because that part is soul crushing yeah otherwise and in early stages of grief like it's all you can think about is all the what that was my point like it's devastating to think about the things that they're not going to be there for Mm -hmm. but if there is anything to hold on to it's like what are the situations or things that I've done in my life that's because of them? Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. we, if anyone in this fucking world, like mm-hmm. every single person has something that they're doing in their life right oh. now because of her. And that's what she would literally want for all of us too. Yeah. Like I can fear, I can hear her like, get up, get <laughs> <Yeah>. going, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's actually a beautiful way to look at it is that mm-hmm. you 
no one wants to go through a trauma no. to change them. But if yeah. that can lead you to something that you know is going to put you on a path that can make you happy, yeah. that's powerful. Yeah. Don't tell someone it's meant to be, though. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely never meant not. to be. But you are literally making lemons out of lemonade, like or exactly. lemonade out of lemons. I guess there's no good. There's no good reason why someone dies by suicide or just like death in general ever there's just no good reason and Mm -hmm. it's shitty and it sucks but you can make meaning out of shitty things like this you just can Mm -hmm. and you have to Mm -hmm. i also had a hard time first time someone was like oh it's a lesson learned or earned or something which it's just the wording because i do really think that Actually, that's the quote I had too. It's like, I'm not moving on. I'm just being pushed forward in chaos. Like it's not necessarily actually something that you're Mm -hmm. meaning to now make a big change with, but you've now reassessed what's important and then it's led you to that. So I think you can come out the other side understanding yourself better and that can lead you to great things. I agree. That's a good one. We're going to solve all the problems tonight. (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness gracious. I actually haven't chosen a quote, but I think we should say a few because I feel like you have a few. I do have a few that I've been like, I love saving them when I'm – Yeah. It, also, saving your things like make you realize like the emotions you go through. I know. Because some days you're happy I know. It's really cool. Sad. It's like a journal. I always it tell is. people like you have yeah. to save things because like look at this. I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Shrug>. like <laughs> – But then I scroll down and there's like – Really emotional. It's like a mood shit. board, I guess. Look, right? there's another Shrek meme. Oh, I anyway. do love Shrek. <laughs> you see the dancing Shrek on TikTok, like the Yas one, and he just He's like, like comes out of nowhere. Material, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the I work point. On social media. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the point of the quotes that we've chosen, it's something that makes us think of Lee, or something we, if we could say anything to her, we would say this. Mm-hmm. Just that kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. So I have three very small ones, but the way reason I've chosen them is that one is very much regarding grief. One is very much how to go forward with grief. Mm-hmm. And one is just, I think, about humanity. So the one about grief is just one I just found actually quite recently. It just says, I think I'll miss you forever. Like the stars miss the sun in the morning skies. And it just gives me this perspective that like your loved one is still there, but they're just not there with you in the light really. Mm -hmm. Like they're just going to be rotating on a different way, but they're always around. And it's cute because it says, I think I'll miss you forever. It's like, no, you definitely will. (laughs) And then Alice in Wonderland is very special Mm -hmm. to Lee and I. had my 30th birthday, which is actually six months to the day before she passed. Mm -hmm. And it was just the most magical, like happiest memory I'll have for the rest of my life. So just a quote from- And she planned that whole thing for you, didn't she? Yeah. We were like the best (laughs) team because she's like my, she's like my labor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we had to like brainstorm it but then she like set it all up and do all the like hard work but she's incredible she's running around she got she's like surprising with the musician there was a goat like, oh my god unreal but the best like memories are worth a lot so this quote from alice in wonderland is in the gardens of memory in the palace of dreams that's where you and i shall meet which something in grief as well as i didn't dream about lee until like last month and I used to be like, I used to dream quite often, but like I didn't have mm. a single dream that I remembered until last month. And I think someone, actually one of her friends, Soph, who's a sweetie, she sent me a video around Lee's birthday that her birthday's Halloween. So it was me giving her a cake, but in the video she mouthed, I love you. And that really sort of washed away a lot of my like 
understanding our relationship sister stuff like I felt like I didn't understand like I was feeling like I was pulling and comparing and then I she sent me the video and then not long after that did I start having dreams about her so it's weird how like you need certain validation but but also just like the fact that she sent you like you need to lean on your fucking community hundred percent like that like and she sent it to like just Lee's birthday's Halloween I think she sent it like just after and I literally just slept better after that like it's weird I just I almost needed that like connection that like she just said I love you one more time or something like you know (laughs) I know oh my god yeah so we're gonna we're gonna meet our dreams now we've had some pretty fun times now now that it's going again (laughs) and then last one really quick which is from shop blueberry moon's instagram page it is (laughs) yeah i want you guys to be shared and it's just literally like it's the most lee thing it's the most you guys it's just like what we all need and it's the one from benet brown which lee loved as well Mm -hmm. and connection is why we're here it gives us meaning and purpose to our lives I know. You guys shared a great pick. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so true. And don't ever, yeah, Lee was just made up before to feel guilty about needing that, but it's like we all need it, some more than others, and understanding that is extremely powerful. Well, shit, you said so many good ones. (laughs) (laughs) Looking for mine. We spent all winter (laughs) saving them. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love this one. Ooh, I like the I'm gonna cry. Okay. Why am I crying so much? That's annoying. No, don't be. I'm like shocked I'm not crying. <laughs> I just think I'm empty. <laughs> I'm a little empty inside today. So empty. <laughs> I was empty the other day. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm filled back up again. Depends on the day. It says sometimes I look up, smile, and say, I know that was you. Thank you. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. It is like the science. Signs are wild. Yeah. My wedding day was September, September 18th. It was a summer day. We have a photo of uh, Lee was my maid of honor. I didn't have a bridal party. It was just Lee. Obviously, when she passed, like we wanted to continue just because it would have been. We got a bouncy castle for her to Mm -hmm. like because she really wanted it at a wedding show we went to. There's a photo a friend of mine took. And it's um, my like five best girlfriends, actually six, because my friend came from England, all their partners. So there's like 12 of us in this mm-hmm. photo. And there is a freaking light beam coming down, like sc- pushing my one friend out of the way and like being like, like right beside where she would have been standing as a maid of honor. Like it's insane. And I that quote exactly, I was like, thanks Lee. Like showed yeah. up, wouldn't miss it for the world, right? Like, no, she really wouldn't. Mm-hmm. That's so special. So this one is something that makes me think of her, but just like something that she did for me. Mm-hmm. Ew, I'm crying so much. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't ever like, I think it's so important to feel your emotions. Ugh. It says, I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find that you're not, I hope you have the strength to start all over again. Mm-hmm. That so, is so true. That's just like a lesson that I learned from her. I know. You just have to like do whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck you want in your life, and you just have to make a change if something doesn't feel good, which is a mm-hmm. very real lesson for me, specifically right now in my mm-hmm. life. So, and that I I said the same thing to Lee at the time, like ending a relationship sometimes can be one of the hardest things you can do like because you're grieving what you had with someone but it's also one of the bravest things you can do to listen to what you need a hundred percent it is it is very brave it's Mm -hmm. brave to make any kind of change Mm -hmm. go through any kind of transition 
Well, that's what's so hard is that I think it's so easy to kind of keep going just as things are. Like you do not want to go through grief or trauma to have to change something, but to live like honestly as yourself is definitely harder than it seems, but really is the key to life, I think. Mm -hmm. And I've read a lot lately too, like destination or happiness isn't a destination, it's a feeling. Yeah. I also really love this one, Mm -hmm. Uh, Morgan Herbert Nichols. It says, in a year filled with questions, I'm slowly remembering to breathe deep and trust that as long as I'm still living, there is more ahead of me. That's the hope, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this little cry sesh that I had, I guess. I know. like why am I not crying no and that's no but you know what that's so cool that this is our experience as we Mm -hmm. both talk and share about this because like Mm -hmm. you're fucking Lee's sister and it's actually just okay that you're not crying right now Mm -hmm. like it's okay if you I do this early in grief too though where like I think I just always kind of been this way I guess where like Mm -hmm. I can carp Carment, car- compartmentalize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> words are hard the when you're sad. Are <laughs> I can't even talk I'm literally oh like my slurring my words. I'm like, like sound drunk. Yeah, <laughs> there has been no alcohol consumed. Carpent. I can't. I can't do it. Compartmentalize. Yes. I actually remember when Brit and the girls came over really early on. Like I was so cold and like matter of fact in such a like survivalist I think kind of way and even tonight like I was so looking for like obviously I love you like I I love that this is such an important topic to talk about but it's so I think I have like a a plan with it so I can talk about it very matter-of-factly but then it's weird how like then something will happen so silly tomorrow and then you just lose it but I think it is just interesting how much things can change like the stages of grief will happen in one minute (laughs) yes well and to boot you just can't plan how you're going to grieve mm-hmm. the day. Like you can think that you know and you just can't plan it. I do wonder how I'm going to react to essentially a next close loved one passing. Mm. It'll be interesting. And it obviously it sort of depends who in relationships. And I mean, we did just lose like a very close family friend and like I just cried all day. It's mm-hmm. really doesn't – your sense of the world is really difficult. But you wouldn't be any more prepared, sadly – having gone through it once and having to go through it again. And I do think about like literally billions of people who've had like devastating loss or any sort of loss. Like if your relationship with someone is just taken away, it's, it's Mm -hmm. really difficult. It is. (sighs) Yeah. Well, deep breaths. (laughs) Headspace has a really great class on grieving. I actually just, well, I had like a membership and then I, I got rid of it, but I just purchased it again. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to look into that because Mm -hmm. I did see that one. But you liked it? Loved it. Yeah. Good to know. But I'm only on like step three now. Like I haven't done it every day. I just kind of do it. Like the grief one specifically when I'm feeling it. Yeah. Because I do find um, even some self-help stuff has been – a lot of it was kind of early on Mm -hmm. too much. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't love reading about someone else's grief because it does feel very – you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little too soon. But I'm actually enjoying that more now than at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I think just being like the idea of being present regardless of grief or mental health, mm-hmm. I think in just in life, like I've heard that kids actually learn meditation in school now. Like I think that's so wow. incredible because like I know Lee used to say too, like depression's living in the past, anxiety's living in the future. In the future yeah. But you just have to like be present, which is so much easier said than done. But I think mm-hmm. especially with grief, like you just, you don't know how it's going to go. So just mm-hmm. being kind to your mind. 
Yeah. And I think that was something that I definitely, I had like even hesitations about having this conversation with you because I no way do I want it to be like, this is how you're supposed to deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's more just like to say that like everyone truly does experience it differently and there's just no right way to do anything or go about it. And it's okay if you're not experiencing what Sasha's experiencing, what I'm experiencing. Like it's Mm -hmm. literally just fine. And I just hope that like with everything we've said that maybe it's not the right thing for you to hear right now, Mm -hmm. but I just hope eventually for someone, it's like it just makes sense for them and it's just what they needed to hear. I just hope that it can bring some kind of comfort to someone. But Mm -hmm. And I hope it comes off as, like, it's very real. It's my real life. But it's not, I obviously hoped I would come in with, like, this perfect, like, to-do list or this will be, like, your guide. And I think what I've learned in this year is that it's so individual that search for what does help and then Mm -hmm. understand to do that, whatever will help you. Because everyone is so different in the journey. But I think that life is messy and obviously the opposite of that is even messier Mm -hmm. and, uh, you will get through it if you lean on your tribe and I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> so nice. Okay, let's stop talking because we could sit here all night. Yeah. <laughs>